So this is not an episode of App Stories, but it it's it kind of feels like one. What are you doing here, John? Why are you here? I'm not sure. I just kind of turned <laughs> up. I mean, I was in Skype, and all of a sudden, the phone was ringing, and here and here I am. Hi, Federico. Uh, uh, hi, John. Um, it's it's uh, great to have you here on Remaster. Um, so Shahid and Mike are not around this week, and we thought, um, you know, we should do sort of a special, special different episode. And I want to talk to you about games on the new iPad Pro. Um, I know that we both have one, uh, you know, the, the 2018 third generation one. We have the 12.9 inch model. Um, and I've been playing some games on it uh, over the past week, uh, which sort of um, it caused me to go through this entire process of browsing the App Store and subscribing to the iOS gaming subreddit um, and then to sort of go through the archives of Touch Arcade uh, this year because I, I really haven't paid much attention to the uh, iOS gaming scene over the past few months. And so I kind of spent about a few days spending a lot of money on the app store right. trying to find uh good quality games and i wanted to talk about a few of them but before we move on to games um you are john i think more of an ios gaming person than i am i think I, yeah i am i am i probably though more of an iphone gaming person mm, than anything okay. else you know just kind of one of the it fills that hole where i've got some time to kill whether that's you know in line at the grocery store or just taking a short break from work or wh- whatever it is just playing a little flip-flop solitaire or hold down or you know pocket run pool all those games that, that work really well on mobile and are designed really for that smaller screen. I don't play nearly as much on my iPad, but I do I do play and I've like you because I've got the new iPad Pro. I've spent some time kind of looking at first of all looking at some of the games they talked about at the uh, Apple event in Brooklyn, New York that you attended because I wanted to see what what those were all about. Right. And and also uh, just looking at, like you did, uh, spending some time on Touch Arcade and other websites, seeing what people are talking about these days, and also just revisiting some of my old favorites uh, to see how they look and sound on this new device. Yeah. Um, so the games that Apple talked about at the event, I think they were NBA 2K and right. Assassin's Creed Rebellion. Um yep. And I and I played with both, and I don't know if you had the same impression, um, but they kind of feel like the same game to me. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, and I mean that. I mean, of course, one is a basketball game, and the other is like a sort of a strategy RPG, very right. lightweight, both on the strategy side and the RPG side. Yes, but I find some similarities between them. I mean, besides the fact that these are two of the three games, I think, that I was able to find that have been updated for the 2018 iPad Pro. Uh, uh, the other one would be Grid Autosport, which was, it's a racing game, and it was updated with a third, uh, third generation iPad Pro support yesterday. 
I've, I've had so, like I spent so much time browsing the App Store trying to find games that, that have been specifically updated for the new device and don't have, you know, the black bars. Um, right. You, like, I'm not kidding. I spent like three hours just browsing the App Store two days it's, ago. Yeah, it's not easy at all. It's, it's not, not it, easy. And they even have a category called Great Games for the iPad Pro. And I don't know, <laughs> not all those games on there are great games for the iPad Pro, I got to say. Yeah, um, I, I, this is one of the one of the major uh, issues that I have in terms of like we, we can talk about it in a few minutes, but the fact that I that I that I struggle to find, you know, I just bought uh, a fifteen hundred dollar machine, um, possibly even more actually in, in euros. Um, right, it's close to two thousand. And I want to play games on it because, like, I got this powerful computer and Apple itself at the event says, games look fantastic on this device. And then I open the App Store and I cannot find games that use the full resolution. That That's not a good look. But we can talk about that in a few minutes. When I mentioned the similarities between uh, between NBA 2K and Assassin's Creed is that it feels like these two games come from the same template of... Um, mobile gaming of like modern freemium gaming on iOS. Um, both games, um, for example, um, they employ mechanics that are uh, designed to make you come back to the game multiple times per day. So like right. you have timed quests uh, and in NBA 2K you have, for example, daily drills or the fact that when you start a se- uh, a s- playing a season in NBA 2K, um, you have a certain amount of energy that you could, like there's an energy bar at the top of the screen and you can only play like a, f- uh, like a limited number of, of games, of matches um, before the bar completely depletes and then you either have to wait so there's a timer on screen that tells you like you need to wait or you need to buy more energy bars using coins and of course coins you can accumulate slowly just by playing the free game or you can buy with packs like uh, i don't know they're called i think they're called packs so you can spend you know money to buy consumable in-app purchases which are coins um and in both games, like there's the idea of now you can establish, uh, for example, in Assassin's Creed, you can ins- establish a base, an HQ, and in, in NBA, of course, uh, you can create your own team. Both of you know, both of those sort of central hubs, you can train individual characters and to train individual characters you collect accessories and these collectibles how you unlock them by showing up every single day and playing the game every single day right leveling up their abilities and that sort of thing it may be you know your assassin's creed guy is better with a sword and now your and your nba player is better at uh, blocking shots but it's it's very similar mechanic yeah and and there's sort of these are not new game mechanics right i mean on consoles any rpg allows you to customize your character but it's the way that they are designed and it's the way that they are sort of um, uh, forced upon you the idea of you can only play for a limited amount of time and you need to show up every day for example in nba you can unlock uh, lebron james by logging into the game i think in uh, over six consecutive days that is literally one of the features of the game um so the idea of like forcing you to make to turn a game into a habit because there's a like there's a reward if you do i'm not sure how i feel about that and it's it's like 
when I'm playing this game, I don't know if you if you have the same impression, John, but I always feel like another another thing that bothers me is their interface feels over designed. Like there's a lot of menus. There's a lot like yeah, you have yep. in-game notifications, menus, sub-menus. There's so much stuff that you need to manage. I almost wonder, is the interface so complicated? Because it's designed to force you to understand it and therefore spend more time in the game. And I don't know. Yeah, is- no, I, I know exactly what you mean because the, you just kind of feel like you're moving, that, that you you spend as much time moving from intermediate screen to intermediate screen yeah. and not actually playing the game, right? Yeah. I mean, you're you're messing around with your character, changing his clothes, changing his weapons, you know, cl- getting your getting your power-ups or claims or wh- whatever it is that whatever it is that you've earned from your last little bit of play, you're you're claiming that and then implementing it and then eventually you get back to p- playing it. I think between the two games, I spent more time with Assassin's Creed than NBA 2K, but that's partly because uh, NBA 2K really turned me off right out of the box. I I felt like that stuff was right in my face yeah. immediately. Um, Assassin's Creed not as much, although that game, you know, you mentioned it's kind of it's it's like a simplified RPG. It really. I didn't find it very compelling early on because it, I just felt like all I was doing was tapping on these doors to move from one part of the game to the other <laughs> without, you, do. With, you know what I mean? Without really doing anything. And, and eventually that changes a little bit. I mean, and then, you know, it, it, you, there's actually some strategy and, you know, what kind of abilities your characters have and, and whether that, how that plays out in terms of the people you're, you're, you're attacking and that sort of thing. But, but especially early on, it's, it was, it just felt a little slow and and pedantic. I guess that's because that was it was kind of the tutorial level. But I think those kind of games, people who play those kind of games, don't need that much of a slow introduction. Uh, the, the, I'll tell you the other thing that that about Assassin's Creed that that I don't like that's very console like is that it required like a six hundred megabyte download right <laughs> out of the box to get yep. those high res graphics, right? Yep. And and what I notice is that also in in Grid Autosport, which I want to talk about in a minute, yeah. um, you can also there's also like two initial downloads, um, and right. I think both of them are for like uh, HD textures. And funnily enough, because uh, App Store games cannot go over four gigs of of uh, you know the initial download, and Grid is already four gigabytes on the App Store. So these texture packs and additional stuff you download at startup like the first time you run the game as free in-app purchases <laughs> because those can be like extra storage for the game on the on the app store so you need right. to download this these packs of these graphic packs as free in-app purchases so you need to right. authenticate with your account and all that yeah that that that's you know just a way as you said just to get a, around that limit yeah. i found it actually a little confusing it's like wait didn't i just download the texture pack and then i'm yeah. downloading another one almost immediately yeah, so that's right there. I think that's one of the first, uh, one of the problems that Apple has in regard to console unlocking console gaming on iOS and specifically the iPad Pro. We're gonna go through a bunch of these issues because, I mean, yes, it's it's great to play games on the iPad Pro, and I want to detail some of the best experiences that I have had. But it would be, you know. We need to mention these issues because I want iOS gaming to be better. Uh, so the the fact that developers cannot say, I'm making a console game and it's 20 gigs 
on the App Store and I want to sell it on the App Store for $20. They can decide the pricing, but if they want to have like a full-on game, you know, open world with HD graphics, it's impossible to fit in four gigabytes. So uh, having to use these workarounds, it's not intuitive and it's bad for developers and it's bad for the ecosystem. I feel like like that's got to change too because, you know, you bought the one terabyte iPad Pro and to to think that your your apps that you're downloading are are limited to four gigabytes at a time, that's an awful lot of apps. I mean, it makes sense if you have devices that are that large with that much storage that you up that limit at some point, I think. Yeah, both Assassin's Creed uh, Rebellion and NBA 2K, um, they look good, especially NBA 2K. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if I would say it's a Xbox One S level of graphics. It's close. Uh, I would say it's a very basic Xbox One game, maybe. Um, you know, the especially the, like the the character, the the player characters, the 3D models. I think those are done really well. Like you can tell the detail of the skin and the sweat and the reflections on the skin right. and the jerseys. They look good. Um, the animations are not so good, and the audience, you know, the the, the people watching the game, they they are 3D models, but you can tell that they're cheaper and they're you know not as good as the players. Are. On, on you know playing the the game um both of these games though they are mobile versions of a real experience that you cannot right. get on iOS so uh NBA 2K you cannot to to the best of my knowledge at least so far you cannot play as a traditional console sports game you can you cannot say i want to have a full on match that lasts 20 minutes you can only play in short bursts of like missions that like a single game can last like 2 minutes um it's not like i don't know booting up um, nba 2k uh, you know 19 on a console or fifa 19 and saying i want to have a match that goes on for 20 minutes or 15 minutes um, right. And similarly, I mean, Assassin's Creed Rebellion is, of course, no Odyssey. Uh, there's no, <laughs> no, there's no open world. There's, it's, it's like a cartoonish take on the on the on the series um, that you know designed for mobile. And that's the second problem that um, saying that a game as con- uh, as Xbox One level graphics does not necessarily mean that that game is console level also um right because yes uh in nba 2k the players are you know pretty uh, 3d models and i can tell that the graphics are advanced but it, ultimately it's up to the developers of the game to make a console game and this is very clearly an iphone game running on a big screen designed for you know you're 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 on the bus and you have five minutes to play a video game then now you can play nba 2k and come back later. So yeah, you know that that that's absolutely right. And you know, obviously, there are mobile type games, simpler games on consoles, right? I mean, but I don't think that's what Apple was trying to imply when they said that the iPad Pro has Xbox One S. Uh, level graphics. I think that they were, you know, the, the the implication there was, especially once they rolled out NBA 2K on the stage, was that this is like a console game. And it, you're right, it's not. There are a couple of things. One is the mechanics of how the game is played in short bursts. But, you know, the controls, too, are, are an issue, which we, I think is something we should talk about. Because you, you these games are inherently limited 
by what you can accomplish on a touchscreen with iOS. These are not, you know, these are not games that you can play really with a a controller. There's not a controller that Apple has designed, and I don't think Apple is doing enough to allow controller support for these games mm. to make that a mainstream thing. And I feel like that more than anything to me holds back the platform because I feel like, you know, this, this iPad pro, you could prop this sucker up and this could be your giant Nintendo switch, right? I mean, there's no reason it's more powerful than a switch in terms of the hardware. Uh, it, the hardware's here. I mean, that's, they're absolutely right that you could play really serious games on this. The problem is that, it feels like there's something missing that there's there's not the support that the developers necessarily need to bring that kind of experience that more complex console level experience to the iPad. Yeah, and it's funny you mentioned that uh, because when I try, so you can play NBA 2K with an external controller. I right. have the Nimbus uh, Steel series that came out a few years ago with the yep. um, I do with too. the Apple TV. Um, and what I noticed is that you can enable the external controller support in NBA 2K in settings, but you get absolutely no instructions whatsoever on how to play with the controller. There's no menu that says this button, you know, you can, you can throw or you can defend or you can run. So I needed to figure it out on my own. And I'm pretty sure that I still haven't figured it out. Like, I, I don't know if you're supposed to be sprinting in, in NBA 2K or, or not, if it's not allowed. Um, and I think, you know, it, it feels like an afterthought uh, on the developer side. But then when I think about it, I mean, it's an afterthought for Apple as well, because there's no, like, if they were to take um, you know external controllers seriously, Apple only enabled uh, support for L3 and R3 as as clickable stick you know as buttons for clickable sticks this year uh, in some version of iOS 11 or iOS 12. Um, I think you know there's only one controller so far um, that supports R3 and R uh, and R3 um, for the uh, MiFi controller API, uh, and I think it's made by a drone company, if I'm not mistaken. Touch Arcade is mm. an article on this, um, but I haven't tried it uh, because no games I think support those buttons yet. Uh, but I mean, even with the old controllers. There's no menu in iOS to manage controllers. You just need to go to the standard Bluetooth page in settings, and it just shows up as a as a Bluetooth accessories. Uh, there's no options to to get like a custom interface to manage the controller. You cannot remap any buttons, and the controller does nothing if you try to control the iOS interface. You can only use the controller inside of a game, but it's not like, for example, compare the Apple Pencil integration to MFI controller integration. When you pair the Pencil, you get this custom pop-up at the top of the screen, and you get a custom menu in settings, and you get the custom battery widget there's nothing like that for controllers, which I understand because Apple makes the, the Apple Pencil and they don't make the controller, but at least give developers more APIs, give developers more things they can they can integrate the system with. And there's nothing like it uh, on iOS, which is a shame because, it's, you know, serious games really need a controller. Yeah, they, they do. And I think the the thing that's most telling about that controller is I've had it for about the same amount of time you have. And whenever I go looking for it, I can never find it because it just doesn't get used very much in my house, right? It's always 
Uh, it, the battery's always dead and it's always like stuffed in a, in a drawer or under something. And I have to go searching for it cause I don't remember even the last time I used it. But I, I mean, I do use it once in a while, either with the iPad or the Apple TV, but it's, uh, uh it's, it's not a great experience really. Yeah. Um, so we mentioned a bunch of problems, uh, but because I don't want to com- you know, spend this episode complaining, I want to also talk about two games that I actually really, really like on the iPad Pro. And it's ultimately why I want to keep trying this experiment of playing serious games on the iPad Pro. Uh, so Grid Autosport. Um, serious console game, serious racing game, paid up front, you download from the App Store, uh, supports the 2018 iPad Pro, and it's amazing. It looks incredible. It's the best looking game that I ever played on my iPad, I think. Um, it's, you know, I mean, of course, you have to be a fan of driving simulations. Uh, sure. B- b- but it's really, really well done. Like, um, it supports an external controller, has a custom menu in settings to see what the buttons do. I think you can actually change the controller configuration if you want to. There's also a few um, touch control options that you can choose, multiple camera settings, multiple options. So like quick race, timed race, and of course the career. So you can do seasons, you can sign up for a team, and you can unlock multiple challenges, multiple cups and seasons it's really well done and it, like i said it looks incredible i was playing today i was playing last night on my ipad pro and then i played today uh with the ipad pro laying flat on my desk with a USB-C cable going from the ipad pro to my lg ultrafine 4k which is oh, a display nice. yeah it's a display that i'm using with my new mac mini that i also right. hook up to the ipad pro sometimes and it looks incredible um like it, it looks like a console game, but it's an iOS game. And uh, when I was playing, you know, today, I played for like 30, 40 minutes. Um, what I notice is, you know, I can just launch this game in five seconds because my, the iPad is fast enough and doesn't have like a loading time like on a console. There's no spinning fan that makes a noise, unlike my PS4 Pro or Xbox One X. Um the the iPad isn't running so hot like a console uh and I'm getting notifications from Slack or iMessage on the same machine that I'm using for work I can also use for serious play um and that is why I think it's such a shame that that Apple isn't taking this more seriously because there like as you mentioned a few minutes ago the idea of there's a single machine that can become a tablet for work a tablet for play you can bring it with you but then you can also connect your controller and now you can connect a 4K display um and and play on a, on an HD display with no slowdowns with no fans inside of the iPad uh on a on an operating system that is fast and has thousands more apps the idea is beautiful, but the execution is flawed. And to find these gems, you know, like Grid Autosport or the game that I want to mention in a few minutes, you need to go look for them. And it's really hard because they're so rare to find. Um, it's, you know, playing Grid Autosport, I had a good time and I, and I want to continue playing because it plays really well with the controller. But I had this realization of this experience is so good and it's perfect but I'm kind of sad that it's so hard to find, and I'm not sure if any other games like this one exist on iOS. 
Yeah, I think you make a really good point. And that, I think that's in part why we're, <laughs> we started out with a lot of grievances and being a little cranky about this. But it's because I think that the hardware of the iPad Pro paints such a clear picture in my mind as to what's possible here. I mean, you're right. It's so easy to get up and running with this and you can work on it and you can also have a lot of fun with it. I mean, it reminds me a lot of the conversations we've had on our show app stories and and elsewhere and right about on Mac stories is that, you know, there, there's so much power here and in the productivity space, there's some frustration with Apple not moving its, some of its pro apps over to the iPad pro. Uh, but there you've got third parties who have already started to create apps that are true pro-level apps, and you've got things like Photoshop coming later in 2019, don't quite see as much movement on the gaming side. Mm-hmm. But Grid really is a great game. I, I reviewed this um, at the end of 2017 on Mac Stories, and it's a lot of fun. I, you know, it's funny. I hadn't played it in quite a while, and when I opened it up before we, when we were planning for the show... I started playing by doing the t- the tilt thing. Don't play with the tilt with a 12.9 inch <laughs> iPad nope. Pro. It's yeah. it's it's not the best way to steer, but it is really good with it with a controller. It's a it's a fantastic game, and it looks just amazing. I've got to do what you did and try hooking it up to my. I've got an LG uh, 4K display too, and I uh, I'm not the same one. I don't think, but but I got to hook that up because that that is something that you know have a little little break time during the course of a, a working day, unplug my cable from my MacBook Pro and just pop it into the bottom of the iPad Pro and, and enjoy the game. There's less of a... Uh, there's less pressure in like, and this is, I, I feel I feel the same about the Switch as well. Like, when I want to play a game on my PlayStation or my Xbox, it, beca- it becomes a whole thing. Like, I need to right. stop what I'm doing, I need to boot up the console, maybe there's a system update waiting for me, and I need to be in the bedroom, so I can, because my consoles are, and the big TV are in the bedroom, I cannot do anything. Like, it, it absorbs my mental and physical space. Whereas, with the Switch and with the iPad Pro, I have more freedom to fit the game around my lifestyle, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I mean, what you're doing, it, it feel, when you, sometimes when you play on a console, you have to kind of plan for it, I think is what, part of what you're saying. I mean, I think the Switch yeah. lowers that barrier a lot just because it's portable, but it's the same. But you're right. You do oftentimes start it up and you've got some kind of download to update the system or whatever it happens to be. And with, with this, you do. You just tap, you just tap the icon and you're, you're good to go. Yeah. So um, there's another game that I personally want to talk about. And I know, John, that you have some games that you want to mention. But I don't know if you're familiar with this, but um, a tradition on Remaster is that we have our guests um, thank our sponsors for us. Oh, I mean, is that I, how it works? That's no, how it works. It's really not how it works, but. <laughs> <laughs> Since you usually do, you. usually don't have guests, but <laughs> sure, I'll, I'll I'll be happy to take care of that. Mm-hmm. Federico, this episode of Remaster is brought to you by Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace. Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea with a unique domain award-winning templates, and a whole bunch more. Maybe you want to do an online store. Maybe you want to do a portfolio or a blog. Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that lets you do all of that. There's nothing to install. You don't have to worry about patches or anything like that. And you don't have to upgrade anything. You don't have to worry about it because Squarespace has you covered. They have award-winning 24-7 customer support in case you need any help. And 
They let you grab a URL, a unique domain, easily and quickly. All of those award-winning templates that I mentioned, they're beautifully designed, and they're just sitting there waiting to show off your next great idea. I've been using Squarespace for years with my personal website and my business's website, and I absolutely love it. Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month. But you can start a trial with no credit card required by just going to squarespace.com slash remaster. And when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, just use the offer code remaster to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and to show your support for remaster. Once again, that URL is squarespace.com slash remaster and the code remaster to get 10% off your first purchase. Thanks to Squarespace for supporting the show. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. Thank you, John, for starting this new tradition <laughs> of having guests read our sponsors. You know, uh, I, I think maybe I should just come back every week and just do that part. I mean, that's, that's you know, I can, can be, do that. can be a professional, <laughs> professional sponsor reader. Uh, we'll talk to Mike about it. Okay. Um, so why don't you tell me about some of the other games, even if they're not console quality games, it doesn't matter. Uh, some of the games that you like to play on your iPad Pro. Yeah, so I have a whole bunch of games that to me are just kind of like relaxing puzzler type game type games that I like to play on iOS. And some of those work particularly well on the big screen. And I want to just call out a few of them. I mean, one of my all time favorite iOS games is hidden folks. And that's a game where, you know, it's just a black and white hand drawn animated image that's incredibly detailed where the whole object is to go through each of the scenes and find, you know, maybe you're finding a monkey or a snake or a little fisherman guy. And, you know, there's a beach scene, there's a, there's a factory scene, there's a forest scene. You just go through them and it's, it's a little bit like a animated interactive Where's Waldo. And there's incredibly great sound effects too that are all just mouth noises that are that are recorded by the developers it's 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 really neat um and on the ipad it really takes on a different perspective because of course you can play on your iphone or you can play on a smaller uh ipad but on the really big screen it's just incredibly detailed and you can kind of zoom in or zoom out and see the entirety of what you're looking at. And I just feel like um, everything is smoother and the experience is a lot more immersive when you're dealing with, with a big screen. Um, you know, another one is mini Metro because that's mm. a, that's a game where you're, you're designing a transit systems. They're, ba- they're based on transit systems from around the world. And the whole idea is to lay out, the transit system to make sure all of the passengers get from one station to the other. And this one station doesn't get too crowded because if it gets too crowded, you know, that that's when the game ends. Um, but again, on a big screen, you can see in a lot more detail, more of what you're working on. So if you, once you get really good at the game, uh, you, you know, it, it fits a lot better on a huge screen. Um, what else? You know, Frost is another great game. Frost is... It's, oh, Frost I is haven't re- played this one. Oh, Frost is really hard to describe, I guess. But it, you've got like... You've got almost like streams of light that are floating through outer space and you have to kind of guide them to these, to these goals. And uh, it's a puzzle because there are obstacles and you have to kind of get, find a way around them and to fi- get enough of this light hitting these objects on the screen... Uh, in in order to move on to the next level, but 
the iPad, especially the iPad Pro with its incredible color and retina display, does an amazing job of of reproducing those colors and it just looks incredibly interesting and it's kind of relaxing to play. It's um the sound is really good too and that's you know that's probably another thing we should mention. That's probably that's true with these console level games too like Grid Autosport. The sound is really great cuz these speakers really boom and really fill the space that you're playing in. So you know, th- those are some of my favorites. I mean, the other another category that works really well on the iPad, I think, are ones where you're kind of directly manipulating things in 3D space, whether that's a game yeah. like Fez, you know, Fez or Euclidean Lands, which is where you're moving the sides of a cube to move a guy around each side and attack uh, various, various opponents on the grid. Or, or Monument Valley, whether it's one or two. Both of those games are fantastic in 3D space where you're directly manipulating what's on the screen. Um, you have any others that you like that? Do you have any like that that you like to play? Just kind of chill out and mm. and kick back once in a while. I always keep, uh, and at some point I even kept it on my first home screen, um, Altos Odyssey um, on mm. my devices because it's just one of those games that you can play at any time, and it's always a great game. Yeah, it's um, a great one. Let me just grab my iPad because I just set up a new folder for games because I had to restore my iPad from scratch. It was a whole I, did, thing. I did that. Yet I did that yesterday. Oh, you know what? I'm going to mention one other one, which was a console. It still is a console game. It was originally, uh, but it's an older game. It's called Flower. Uh, by oh, that's very good. I played on PlayStation. Yeah, it's great on the PlayStation, but you know it works particularly well on on the iPad too. I was playing that a little bit last night as well. I guess that the only two games that I always keep on my device are Altos Odyssey and Hidden Folks. Um, I should probably... I have a whole backlog of iPad games that I need to get back to. Um, Like, I want to play Final Fantasy XV, the Pocket Edition, uh, because Mm -hmm. I never played the console edition because it came out right before Zelda, I think. And so, you know, in last year, uh, Zelda basically controlled my life for months. Um, but I have a whole list of iPad games that I want to, that I want to try again. And actually, if our listeners have any recommendations for, um, I mean, casual games are great, but I'm specifically looking for serious, like, paid up front console level or almost console level quality iPad games. And so if you have any recommendations beyond the games that we mentioned today, please send them to me on Twitter or any, any, any <laughs> communica- communication service that you want to use. It's fine. Yeah. Send them a carrier pigeon. It would be really yes. good. I mean, uh, get it straight name, to Rome. Uh, a pigeon with the, with the URL of the game uh, for <laughs> on iTunes. Um, John, I wanted to cover this game that launched, um, I think, in October. It's called Green Valor. And Green Valor um, is really a surprise in that this is a serious... Um, console game on iPad. It's um, best described as a 2D um, action adventure game. And it's sort of a mix of the classic Metroidvania genre. So you explore a map and there's multiple paths that you can take, but also mixed with... um, with maybe dark souls in the sense of like it's this dark medieval sort of setting and sure. it's uh, and it's you know this this uh, sort of orchestral music playing it's very good and it's or, and it's kind of difficult as well and you know in 
but it's so different from anything else that I've played on iOS. It it immediately feels like a serious thing. So it's from the same developers that brought us uh, Swartigo and uh, man, I don't remember the the name of the other game. But they basically they used to be and uh, maybe Susits. I'm not sure. Um, it's, it used to be like a two-person team, but then they teamed up with a bunch of other art, artists and designers and other like bigger production. And you can tell that it's a bigger production because this, from the very first level, from the very first couple of minutes, it feels like a serious thing. Like you have on-screen controls to move your character but you can also use an external controller and everything just feels so tight like the combos that you can chain with your sword and the dashing that allows you to become invincible for like a couple of seconds to avoid enemies and you can chain that together with so uh, fighting, dashing and you can climb walls, you can double jump and of course uh, basically after being um, being defeated by the first like bad guy essentially in the game which is scripted because it's you know you're getting uh you know you lose by default i think um you unlock the ability to uh, upgrade your weapons and uh, change your equipment and there's a story as well it's it's like it's a serious game on ipad and it's not running at full resolution on the 2018 iPad Pro yet so I'm I'm hopeful that there will be an update because it is, this is a new game it's a recent game and I feel like it's got a better shot at being updated for the iPad Pro than you know old games um but one of the things that I notice is you can go into the settings. So there's like there's a reach, uh, reach menu when you pause the game. You can view your character. You can change options, options, and and you can even tweak the graphics. This is something that I really appreciate on the iPad Pro. You can say I want to optimize this game for um, best performance, and so you're gonna get you know. Uh, higher frame rates, for example, and smoother, just smoother performance in general. Or you sure. can say, I want to trick, I want to optimize it for best graphics. And there's also a slider that allows you to change the resolution of the game on the fly without rebooting your console, uh, as, it of, <laughs> as is often the case for console games. Like on sure. my Xbox One, if I want to change, I think Tomb Raider, um, if I want to change the, you know, optimize for 4K or optimize for, for performance, I need to restart the game. Um, here, there's a slider, and when you close the, the pause menu, you're going to see your changes uh, reflected in, in the game instantly. Um, and I played today, I played last night for like a couple of hours, and I played today again for like 30 minutes. Uh, I did notice some slowdowns um, when outputting the game to the 4K monitor, um, but overall, it's incredible, and it's I'm having so much fun with this game, and I'm already like dying a bunch of times because it it is not an easy game, um, right? And it made me think that one of the things that I would like to see in iPad games going forward, because the iPad Pro makes it so much easier to connect to an external display thanks to USB C and to have like a proper 4K or 5K display. I'm, I want to believe or I, I want to be optimistic that developers will start, will start supporting like full screen uh, video output. So right now when you play Green Valor or when you play uh, NBA 2K, you get black bars. Uh, on each right. side of the screen because if you're right. using like a 16 by 9 uh, screen display uh, 
the game won't be able to fit with the default um, iOS video out mode. But if developers use the second screen API of iOS, I think Real Racing 3 does, they can output f- uh, full screen resolution to the external display. So uh, right. want, that, you know, that is really cool. I mean, you know, I, this is one of those games that I've been aware of and has been on kind of in my peripheral vision, but I've never really looked at it closely. And I'm looking at these screenshots. This game looks really nice. It's very, it's very nice. And it's got this sort of unique art style that is like 3D elements and sort of 2D backgrounds mixed together. It looks really nice. It's um, probably also one of the most highly rated games I've ever seen on the App Store. It's got like 1,300 reviews and it's 4.9. There, there's almost no bad reviews of this game. Yeah, it's it's really, really good. And uh, that is why ultimately I always... Um, reach the same conclusion that uh, I'm, you know, I, I'm working on a series of articles about the iPad Pro for Mac stories, and part of the series is talking about USB-C and what it enables on the iPad Pro. And one of the things that it enables for me is to use the iPad Pro more easily with the same display that I use for my Mac. Um, but the idea of, as I was playing Grid, and as I was playing Green Vader, the idea of I can play this game in bed and I can have this beautiful piece of glass where I can get my work done, I can read, but I can also watch movies and I can also play serious games. Then it becomes sort of a workstation. If I dock it at my desk and connect an external display, an external display that thanks to USB-C can also act as a hub and so I can connect more USB devices like a keyboard or I can charge my iPad while I'm working or playing games. That idea is beautiful, like this flexible device that can be anything you want and right. how it applies to work and how it applies to gaming. It's such a shame that the App Store doesn't yet have the right incentive, I think, for developers to say we can you know, we can come into the iOS app store and we can comfortably say we're making a $40 game that is going to be a 20 gigabyte download and people are going to buy it and are going to play it with a controller. Some of those things are possible. Like the pricing is possible. The download is not. And the controller support is bad. And even the app store, it needs a bit of rethinking if you want to really say the iPad Pro can be a console for gamers um because i when i go to the apps section the fact that i cannot see in just a couple of minutes all the games that are that run great on the ipad pro or see any other detail about the game like does this game require a controller does this game support a controller does this game support the ipad pro 2018 um these are features that any other game store supports if you go to steam you can see all the hardware requirements for a game apple has a lot of catching up to do uh when it comes to console gaming I think. Yeah, they, they, they really do. And it, it's kind of fascinating to me. It's a whole different discussion. But the fact that we have all sorts of digital download stores for console gaming, but somehow that doesn't really translate to the App Store. You're absolutely right. They haven't really figured that out. And it's, it's also amazing, interesting to me that, you know, Nintendo has figured this out to some degree, at least on the gaming side, about docking your device and being able to take it with you and do do things up on the TV or in your lap. Uh, you know, Apple just needs to take a page out of that book and then bring that to bring the whole package together, both gaming and productivity. 
So I'm going to keep an eye on what what is happening on the iPad Pro and and serious gaming. Um, I think I, I genuinely believe that there's a lot of potential here for the dream of the single machine that can be the work machine and can be the gaming machine. But um, I guess you know I. I I remain optimistic, but I think the road ahead is long. And as with most things, Apple and iOS, I'm going to say, I want to see what happens with iOS 13 (laughs) in 2019. Because why not? I mean, everybody's hoping that iOS uh, 13 magically fixes everything. So why not gaming as well? (laughs) That's our slogan of 2013 or 2013 of 2018. (laughs) Just wait for iOS 13 next year. Yes. 